I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. I'm Annie, and here I am with my co-host Cece. Hey, hey. how was uh, how was your week? It was good. Uh, this past weekend, I was able to go up north to Sholo. Um, the course, one of the courses, tower is already closed, and so they have one open. Oh, they closed then, already. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's just getting too cold. Oh, that's <laughs> so wild. Because I'm like, we're still walking around in like skirts here. <laughs> I know. I was like, because the, the highs, it was like in the high 60s, but the lows at nighttime are like 30 degrees. <laughs> so that's cold. That's only three hours away. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I talked about that today with like one of my friends, like it's crazy when you have kids that it's like, man, I... I made that and they have like your personality or your looks or whatever. It's like the same thing. How can it be like, how can it be so cold three hours away from you? Snow, everything. Oh my gosh. Like it was the same thing in Sweden too. Like we would go to Spain because it was the same thing. It's only like a three hour flight. So it would be like super cold in Sweden, but in Spain it would be like nice and sunny. I, 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 I think that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things in life I'm just like mind blown. Yes. And what's surprising too at Torreon, so the two courses, Tower and Cabin. Cabin is going to stay open all the way till Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, it is done and closed for the season all the way until like March, March or April. Oh, that's really long. Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving, I would think it would be snowing by then. Well, de- I know it depends. And if anything, maybe it does snow and so maybe a little close beforehand. So yeah. we'll just have to see how the weather yeah. goes out. But interesting. Well, all right. So we've had, well, you and I <laughs> have um, been, sounds like we're in a relationship. We kind of are in a relationship. Um, but every time we have a golf lesson, we always start it with not venting, but just like things that have happened, positive, negative, you know. And so we're like, you know what? Let's make this into one of our podcast episodes. So we really just want this episode to be more of like a chill, relax, talk about stuff that we've learned along the way, but more outside of golf, perhaps, and kind of how we felt about those moments and or journeys or, you know, whatever it is that we want to share today. Mm-hmm. Um I do have to ask, though, are you going to talk a little bit about Asia, even though it's <laughs> golf? Like you just said, oh, a little golf. But I want to hear a little bit about your personal journey on when you went to play in Asia. Because give me the rundown. You were like the best college player and you got recruited. Oh, no, that's so far from the truth. <laughs> I need to <laughs> that hear. That is not that's what happened. That's the story I've been waiting to hear. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, so am I going first? Yes, you're going oh. first. Okay, well. <laughs> so I played uh, at Indiana University and there were two seniors on the team and shout out to my other senior. She is now the head coach for GCU. So Grand Canyon University for their women's golf team. And she is crushing it. I mean, it's so cool to watch her journey. And the funny thing is we put turf down in our backyard Turns out it's her husband's company. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, Josh, is that you? 
So shout out to uh, Southwest Turf. <laughs> if you ever need turf in your backyard, his name is Josh. Um, and her name is Lauren. And in college, it was Gisecki. Um, But it was the two of us. And um, Indiana has um, always been given the opportunity to pick a player to go and play in Asia. So it's the NCAA all-star team. Um, so they pick 10 girls from 10 different universities around the country that gets to travel to Asia for about three weeks, four weeks, something like that, um, to play with people like entrepreneurs and, you know, to kind of like make, you know, network and make connections for the future and, and all that. And so I was the lucky one that got the opportunity to go to Asia. So I remember um, we had to meet up in LA. So the guy, his name was Larry. Larry was in charge of this trip. And he, to me, this is just how I remember it. It might be wrong, but he lived in a mansion. <laughs> okay. So we got picked up from the airport in a limo. I mean, when you're like in your twenties, that's like the coolest thing that could ever happen. Heck yeah. yeah. And so we got picked up in the limo and we were taken to his house uh, and we got to spend, was it one night or two nights there? I can't remember. But I mean, so giving and so fun. And I mean, it was just awesome. And then we all uh, were told that we had to wear um, black tights or leggings. And then we got a shirt that said USA on it. And oh, actually, I take that back. We actually played in a tournament in a fundraiser before we took off to Asia. So we got outfits for that, which again, like when you're in your 20s to just get clothes for well not free but free <laughs> um so we got you know outfits to play in a tournament and i got to know all these girls and there were girls from like harvard yale um like all these different different schools and so we got to like become really close friends during that time and then we get to the airport and, you know, even when I traveled in college, we had to wear the same outfit. So we always decided what outfit we were going to wear. And so at the airport, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, what team do you play for? And, you know, what are you, where are you going? And what sport is it? What school do you go to? Even though it said, are you like all over our entire back? Um, so it was the same thing here. And this time I got to say like, oh, I was, I'm a part of the NCAA all-star team and we're going to play golf in Asia. Um, so that was pretty cool. And we got on an airplane, it's like a 14 hour trip and we landed in Japan. So we flew to Tokyo from LA, which not knowing at the time, but that's where my honeymoon was. And so I flew from the same airport what, 10 years later after I got married, uh, we went to our honeymoon there. But so we flew to Japan and we were just treated as queens. Honestly, we played golf during the day with all these like businessmen. And at the time, I think um, now I'm like all into networking. I love hearing about people's lives and their experiences. And I'm like, what kind of mistakes did you make so I don't have to make them? And what like, why are you successful? Like, what did you do in your previous life? You know, like, like I just want to know everything because I'm so curious about people because I get so inspired by others. Um, and at the time, I like didn't really have that. I wasn't interested. I just thought it was cool to be in a different country. And um, you could drink when you were like 18 um, in Japan, I think. 
And so what was cool was that we played golf in Japan and you play four holes and then it's like a halfway house. And in that halfway house, they serve sushi and like a rice wine and all this stuff. And they were like, here, drink some rice wine. Here, eat some sushi. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> but there is a halfway house as if after four, and then there's a halfway house at nine, and then there's a halfway house at 15. So there's literally like three stops and you drink and eat at every place. And I'm like, I'm 21 years old and I am, I'm almost drunk because <laughs> there's so much rice wine. And I'm like, I don't really drink that much. Uh, well, that's a lie. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't really drink that I know, much. like Frank the Tank over here <laughs> in college. Sorry, coach. Not that they don't know that. They must have known that. And especially my assistant coach. There's no way she didn't know. Either way, neither here nor there. <laughs> um, sounds like I was a rebel, which I wasn't. It was just, fun. no, no, I was very responsible, except for the times when I walked home with my shoes in one hand and my purse in the other. But then I met James and he became my DD at all times. So he would always come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he was like put in my life to begin with. <laughs> that He was like this stupid girl walking home every night by herself um, back to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so every four holes they you know like uh, invited us to drink and eat sushi and all this and then after you were done there were um like a locker room so it was almost like a spa so you would go and shower and like you know rinse off and all this and it was really interesting because in japan they have like no shame and like in any other country that i've been you always like cover up so when you go in a locker room, like you cover up, like when you go in the showers, you cover up like, nope, not here. They put buckets out and you're supposed to sit on that bucket, like in the wide open room. There's like no walls. There's nothing. There's just shower heads lined up. And then, well, like the one that you can take off from the wall and you just sit there and you wash off. And it was kind of like free. <laughs> like, I don't like here. It's just like, you put so much effort into like cover yourself up while there, like there's, there's nothing, which I thought, like, I remember that very clearly how it was like, oh, it's kind of nice. Like no one cares about you. Not that they do here either, but it was just a different type of vibe. Um, and then you have dinner. So like all you do is eat, you eat all the time, but because they eat sushi, like there's like small meals all the time. And so it wasn't like these huge meals every two hours. So I thought that was like really cute. Um, and I remember playing around a golf with three businessmen and, um, they have, I don't know what it is now. This was in 2012, 2010, 2011, 2010, something around there. So like 13 years ago, um, when you get to the golf course, you have a caddy. So every foursome has a caddy. And the caddy goes, all right, let's go, everyone. And we get up on the tee box and she starts stretching. She goes, all right, go right, go left, go right, go left. And like, it's like this whole little stretching program and everyone does it. So, you know, here people would be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I'm you know? like, no, no, no. We're like, all right, up with the arms and we go right and we go left. <laughs> it's like yeah. stretching. And then she had a little remote. It was the golf cart. It's on tracks on the golf, uh, on the cart path. So she steers this little golf cart from the remote. So she's walking and these like 
someone told me yesterday, and I thought this was so appropriate. And she said, um, my grandma told me that I need to start walking with a purpose. And she's 16. So like, does any 16 year old walk with a purpose these days, you know, like, unless you like really know what you want to do, right? They're really good at a sport or something. And she was like, I'm not really sure what she's talking about. And I'm like, well, you're kind of dragging your feet a little, you know, but I will say in Japan, like, I feel like they walk with the purpose. Like this caddy was so on point. I mean, she was just so happy to be there and we're stretching on the first tee box. And then she's just like, she's cleaning my club. Like immediately she learned what club I needed for whatever shot. Like she was so knowledgeable about it, but she also caddied for four people. So she ran like back and forth to this golf cart to pick up clubs and stuff. And cause you know, the tracks are on the car path. But I was like, this is so fun. Like, I love that. So in the middle of our round, one of the guys get a phone call and he speaks Japanese. I don't, I don't understand, but it sounds really fast. So I can only imagine when people like, when I speak Swedish, that they're like, I don't understand anything what you're saying. And it sounds really fast. It's so fast. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. But <laughs> when I hear a different language, so like Japanese to me, I'm like, I couldn't even guess what they're talking about. And then, so he's like, bah, 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 and then he hangs up and he hits his golf shot. And I was like, whoa, that was like lightning. And the caddy goes, oh, he just made a $1, uh, a $1 million deal on the stock market in New York. So oh. this man <laughs> just hung up the phone and hit his golf shot with no emotions. And I'm like, this is insane. And so Larry, you know, the whole point with this trip was to like, you know, network and build connections. And at the time there was like so many of these men that worked on the stock market in New York or had their office in New York and they would go back and forth from Japan. Um, but in my head, I'm like, well, I'm never moving to New York. So why should I network with them? Like, I just didn't get it. Uh, well, here we are two years later and I'm literally living like by the Lincoln Tunnel. Can you imagine if I would have just gotten one of their cards? You know, so you never really know where life is going to take you. And I think that was, if 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 I can tell my kids anything, it would always be, even if you don't know what you want, if you have a business card, <laughs> just with your name on it here, if anything like happens in the future, I mean, I spent four hours with these men and they wanted to play with us. You know, they're just happy that they got to like play with us and see us play like we're collegiate um, athletes. It's it's pretty cool to them. And I wish I thought it was as cool for me to be around them. But at that point in my life, it was more of like, I just don't think I'm ever going to get to their level. Because to me, they were just out of this world successful, which to me back then was about money, not about like a career or what you, like what makes you happy, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that was a really cool trip. And then uh, we went to China and we went to Korea and I got to experience their cultures. And um, yeah, it was a really it was a really cool trip and I'm super thankful and super blessed that I got to do that. What do you think was like your right now, like your biggest takeaway from that trip, like learning lesson that you've still applied today? Like, is it networking, like always trying to meet new people? Is yeah. that like your biggest takeaway from that? Absolutely. Like always talk, 
I think there's so much in today's society about people are so closed. Um, I'm an open book. I can, whatever you need, like whatever my opinion is, like I'm not afraid to share it. Um, and I'm not looking to get judged. I'm not looking for people to agree with me. I'm not looking to have discussions, but that's just how I feel. So like I said, like just being in different cultures and understanding people from different cultures, it's like, okay, well, how do they do it here? And then just not trying to bring like my Swedish culture into the Japanese culture, but to fully understand how they work in their country. Cause you never know, you know, cause then when James and I went back for our honeymoon, it was so different because I was 10 years older. No, not really. No, six, seven, eight years older. And that made a huge difference. You know, I'm like, man, I wish I would have kept some of their cards and maybe I could have reached out to them and be like, hey, do you remember me? Like they were so friendly. They probably would have been like, hey, come stay at my house. And we would have gotten like the real like Japanese treatment, like the real culture, not just like the tourist attractions, you know? So I would say don't burn any bridges and then just always be open and and remember the moments like that that you're put in because they really are like great opportunities and and you never know where that's going to lead to like you never ever know i had no idea i wanted to live in arizona i had no idea i wanted to be a golf instructor you know like i never never knew that i was going to be a mom of two i always wanted kids but how many kids were i going to have i didn't even think i was going to live in this country and even that, you know, to have like those opportunities to go to Japan when I'm like, I'm never going to live in New York because I'm going to go back to Sweden. And then the following week after I come back from Asia, that's when I meet James. You know, So you just never know. So I say just always be open, just always be open-minded to talk to people, get to know their story because you never know who you're going to run into. And if you would always be quiet and never ask any questions, then maybe you'll miss out on opportunities. Who knows? And I know I said this before too, but I I don't really agree all the time that you have to like leave your comfort zone and change. And this like, I think it's important, especially for me, like it's very important for me to be content with where I am in life and the house that I live in and like not always wanting more and more and more. I think that's important, but to talk to people and hear their stories, I think will like make you feel more fulfilled. So it's not you changing. It's just hearing about like other people's life rather than always being the one talking, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what I would say. If I could, if I could do anything different about that trip, it would just be like, give me everyone's cards, and I'm gonna keep them because you never know. That's yeah. it. And I like that too because um, when we were kind of planning this episode, I was like, okay, I want to try and think about networking and kind of how it's been because I also kind of think networking is almost ties in with friendship. Because, well, and you did something really amazing. Yeah. Um, what you did was you said, you know what, I'm going to make my own business card. I don't have a business, but like I never know who I'm going to run into. Mm -hmm. And the other day, like you got an email from someone yeah. that you had just 
given a business card to. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Th I thought that was, I thought that was huge. Mm -hmm. So I was very proud of you. I'm very impressed by that. Thank you. <laughs> no, but yeah, from doing more, I had, I feel like it's almost coming to like the end of the year. Like we have seven weeks left. Can you believe that? I think we have seven or eight weeks left. And then we're already going into 2024, but it just made me some pot like pondering just like kind of what's, what's, what's happened this past year, because I feel like it's been nonstop moving and I've had a lot of different experiences that I thought I wouldn't have, like playing in the pro-am, being going to Utah like three times. I just have been going back and forth in solo and meeting new people. And I think people are always going to have effect into your life. And especially I saw this quote the other day. Well, that's one I've always learned is people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I don't, I, I don't know why that kind of, I was just thinking about that quote. Cause I was like, well, I feel like friendship has always been maybe one of my struggles ever since I was a kid because, oh, you know, I'm the kid who's always at the hospital and are my friends really visiting me? No. Who wants to go see a girl not laying in the hospital bed? Instead, it's parents, it's parents, friends, or maybe aunts and uncles. And so like friendship, I've always felt different than everyone else. And I think especially in sixth grade, when I had brain surgery going into seventh, like everyone left me. Like I would search for them, like going into seventh grade, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to keep in touch with them. But then it's like, everyone disappeared. No one talked to me anymore. And it kind of was like that kind of, mm, I think I started to lose trust in a lot of people. And do you that's think, sorry been, to cut you no, off, you're good. but do you think that happens at a certain time in your life though? Cause I'm thinking about Sweden, like you go with the same people, like you have a group, like your class, and then you go together to these different teachers or the teacher teaches the same, like all day. And it's not until after ninth grade. So in Sweden, we go one through nine and then we go gymnasium. So like three years of high school. So after the first nine years, it's the first time that you are split from that group of friends and you're like man we're gonna be together forever like nothing can stop us you know but do you think maybe that's what you were saying like sixth or seventh grade where you felt like they left but do you think that was you or do you think that's naturally what happens I think now that I've realized it at 2022 or 2022 at 22 years old I've realized that it's true. It kind of fades away. Like there's always, when I was reading an article literally about this quote too, they were like, I think we have this mindset, you know, starting when we're six years old, we're going to be best friends forever. BFFs, BFFs for life. Like that's our whole drive. But then like, I think the older I got going into high school, I kept making new friends, you know, and I, I've stayed close with maybe a few of them, but not a lot as it kind of, because we all just end up kind of going our separate ways a little bit. I feel like in the high school time, like you just think that we're going to be friends forever, but then are you really? And so after, I think after high school and college, college, I made some good friends, but then it really wasn't until 2020 when I joined that Los Colinas Ladies League is when I started to feel like I'm building 
friendships and networking. Like even though, yeah, I'm literally 19 years old and everyone else is 45 to 95 to 90 years old, but like that's okay. And because I felt like I finally was finding almost my happy place a little bit and just getting to meet people who kind of have the same interests in me. And I don't know, I guess I don't want to sound selfish, but I felt like I was a lot more welcome in the golf world than I was back in high school because I didn't feel like I was everyone else, like everyone's, you know, like even though it's because I didn't really do sports. I mean, yeah, I did the high school golf team my junior and senior year, but that was it. And then I always felt like I just, I don't know, I've always felt different. I feel like in high school, you don't want to be different, but in the adult uh, adult world, you do want to be different and that's welcome more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, I, I think that explains it. It's like you want to be just like everyone else in high school. But then when you become an adult, you're like, oh gosh, I don't, I don't want to be like everyone else. Like no. I have my own goals and all that. But you also have a soul of a 40-year-old. Yes, I do. <laughs> so maybe that's why you that's fit why. in a little bit and better that's with why. us. Yes. With us oldies. <laughs> I do. I literally <laughs> do have an old soul. But um, yeah, so it just got me thinking of like 2020 being a part of that league. I met a lot of people. And I mean, like the quote, I mean, are my friends with them now? Not really. I don't like they keep in touch because it's just for that season. Like short, some friendships are really short term. Like it's just, but I'm happy I met them in that moment. I think that's what I've come to realize now being in my 20s, just throughout, I feel like the past three years, because then in 2020. Two when I joined um, Torion because the first year I joined Torion Golf Club I didn't know anyone I went and golfed by myself all the time I was like no I don't want to play with people because it was uncomfortable and then I finally I joined that ladies league and I was like yeah I'm the youngest one here I'm literally 21 years old but everyone made me feel welcome there and I just started to get to know other people's golf game and their strengths, their weaknesses, because some of them are really good golfers, better than I am. And I just learned a lot from just their mentality. And because I mean, they are all 60 years, 60 to 70 years old, and they have a lifetime of experiences way more than I have. And so that's what I've always enjoyed about being around by older people. See, I would just be like, so do you want to tell me like, how did your marriage last for 25 years? <laughs> like, who cares about golf? Like, tell me everything. <laughs> but maybe it's also a part of like, you're in a golf league. So you guys have something in common. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because in high school, I think everyone is like trying to find themselves. And it's the same thing in college, even though you are like striving to get your degree in something. It's there's so many students and there's so many different personalities and everyone wants everything different. And I don't know if you can just find something that, you know, enjoy doing together. Maybe that's why you get along so well or Mm -hmm. feel welcome a little more. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it can go the opposite way too, where you go in and like my freshman year of college, it's an example of that. But yeah, I agree with you friends for a season and that's okay too. Mm hmm. And friends too, like, and I've liked that. I feel like that's a good quote to just remind myself because, I mean, we just were taught as kids, like, you're going to be friends forever. You're best right. You know, you're going to be, because, I mean, there's some people in life, it is awesome. They literally have kept a friendship from five years old to 40 years old. Like, and that is awesome. But, but do you think that they've been friends very- 
forever though because what if they met when they were five and then they took a break for eight years and then they found each other again yeah you know you never know it goes like that and so i know i just feel like friendship and over years this past summer i've met even more people that's why you told me business parts make business cards because you just you keep meeting people even though i'm not an instructor i just feel like all the time i'm like constantly meeting people almost every day because there's that many people who play golf. At least that's what I think. At first, I was like, oh, I feel like nobody plays golf. But I think it's really grown since 2020. And I think just your junior programs have gotten bigger since the first time you come here. I feel like more ladies, especially, I feel like it keeps growing. And I feel like when you are in that environment, you build more friendships with each other. If you join a league, oh, you start to build all these uh, connections with each other. Yeah. Because I'm like, you want to be with people who bring you joy in your life. Yeah. And not to take over your your story and your conversation, but that's so true. If there's any advice I want to give to you as a 22-year-old, which I wish I had as a 22-year-old, it's like, you need to pick the friends that make you happy. You should not have to like be around people that are negative or giving you negative energy or making you feel negative in any type of way. There's a difference between venting, but there's also a difference between venting and constantly talking down to you or other people or behind their backs or, you know, whatever you, you do not need to be around those people because they're not going to make you better. If you want to be better, you need to be around people that makes you a better person. And that quote, was it, what was it? People come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And so... I 100% agree with that. And the ones that's been in a season for me, I'm looking back at that with like a smile. Mm -hmm. Because even though like, okay, like whatever happened, like we met some really good friends here and they moved to Texas and I was so sad. But like she taught me a lot. It was awesome. And then friends for a lifetime, like I have friends in Sweden that I know even if I don't talk to them for a year, I'll get back there and it's like we've never you know, stop talking. Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay to know that there's going to be friends for a season. It's awesome to have people for a lifetime, but it's really cool to have people for a reason. Yes. And I like that too, because I feel like you just learn the more people you meet in life, the more, you know, it's short term. Sometimes you only meet a person for one day. If you're going to a, it might be a conference and it's just one day and that person made an impact on you. It's just, it depends. You just have to put yourself in different situations like join a league. I was pushy. I was like, mom, you have to join the Torian Ladies League. And she's made so many friends. And that's why we always push. I feel like if you're a lady who's looking to join, I think if you join a ladies league, you're going to meet a lot of people because I think the more, you know, the more people you have in life, the more influence you're going to have is that's how I feel. And then choosing the ones that are right for you. Yes. So not trying to maybe entertain all of them, Yes. but now you have options. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then you're going to find that one, one friend that's going to be your friend for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You'll be mine. (laughs) Oh, you're my lifetime so far. I mean, we've made it six years, so hopefully we'll make it longer. (laughs) (laughs) True. I will never leave you. That's you know, what my uh, 
my daughter tells me every morning when I have to go to work, don't leave me. I'm like, I would never leave you. I'm coming don't back. <laughs> Maybe it's for a season for you and I. Yes. <laughs> season when I go to work. But anyways, I feel like yeah. just in golf, I mean, my goal is to keep building friendships and both of us, I feel like with continuous networking. I mean, that's a lot what golf is. So yeah, growing the industry and stuff. No, absolutely. And like, whatever makes you happy. Like at the end of the day, you have to be happy to make other people happy mm-hmm. and trying to please too many people or put your energy into the wrong people or, you know, for you, like you're not married, you, you know, so like for you eventually, like finding a husband, like making sure that he makes you a hundred percent happy, mm-hmm. not just like 90, like, no, like the more you're open to it, like you're going to be able to find someone that's great. And I think that goes for relationships, whatever that is, friends or husbands or, you know, whatever it is. But do you feel better? Yes. I ask you that after every swing. I know. I know. I need to feel better. Yes. Now mm-hmm. I'll just run and grab a Diet Coke after this before we go out to the golf course. I know. I'm ready for our lesson. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.